Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. I have a good one for you guys today. I'll be recapping the latest episode of Love is Blind. We have three episodes that came out this morning, seven, eight, or nine, but I'll be recapping seven right now. And then I'm gonna just recap eight and nine sometime along the week because I'm trying to see how we can be excited for 10, 11, and 12, which is gonna be meeting the family and obviously the wedding itself. So right now I'm just gonna do only seven and I should do eight maybe sometime this week and then nine as well. So if you haven't seen episode one to six, I have a recap, that's my previous video. I recapped the whole one to six in one video and that was because it was more of the foundation. You know, I didn't want to kind of spread it out, but now we have more of like a layout, everything looks good. So we can build from that foundation into episode seven, which is a good, good one guys. And also I'll be recapping it couple by couple. I don't want to just go scene by scene. I'd rather do couple by couple just so that it makes more sense. So there are going to be a lot of spoilers. If you know you haven't seen episode one to six, go back to my video, go watch it. If you know you haven't seen seven, there are going to be a lot of spoilers. So go watch it and then come and listen to the recap. And also, if you know you don't want to watch it, you don't want to sit in front of your TV to watch like a one hour show, that's why I'm here. I'm going to recap everything that you need to know in this episode. So let's get right into it, okay? So let's start with Brittany and Kenneth. Where we left off last time, Brittany and Kenneth were good. Like, he's a middle school principal. She used to be a teacher. They had the foundation of the fact that they're both religious and Christians as the bedrock of the relationship. They both said they're going to wait till marriage before they did anything intimate. Everything looks good. She told him in the ports she did a black guy, so she didn't have any problem with like dating outside her race. He has never dated a white girl, but he was like, it's fine. I don't really care about how you look. I care about you, your personality. I love the fact that you love God. Okay, so why are we out of the pods and it's all messy? Kenneth and Brittany talk about the first impressions of, you know, first time meeting all the couples. And Brittany kind of talks about how Amy and Johnny look so good together. And Kenneth is like, yeah, Jimmy even told me that he like really loves Chelsea. And then he's like, oh, you know, I spoke to AD and we had a conversation about race and ethnicity and things like that. And Brittany's like, okay, so what about it? That was he like spoken in like you know, intent and things like that. She, he was like, no, that Eddie was really just asking like, you know, obviously, what does this mean for your life, for your kids and things like that, which is very valid question to ask. But Brittany, I think, stepped up to the plate. She gave all the assurances that I think she could have given. She provided, you know, look, this is not my first radio. Like I have dated black guys, so I'm more comfortable with this arena. I understand, even though my family might say, oh, you know, on implications and things like that, because it is a scary world out here. It's a scary world. We all know that. So many things happen, right? So Kenneth is sort of, you can see, and this is what pisses me off about this guys on Love is Blind. While you're at the pods, right? And someone says, are you black? And you say, yeah, I am. And she's like, oh, I assumed that. And he was like, oh, are you white? She's like, yeah, I am. Do you have a problem with that? No, I don't. Do you have a problem with that? No, I don't. Why now come out of the pods and then you can see the shift? And he's really pissing me off because then have these conversations. Don't now keep it in. And the only thing he said was just like, you know, Eddie just sort of made me realize how important it is to like, obviously my kids, my family and things like that. And she's trying to give those reassurances that, oh, I understand because I've been down this road before. It's okay. We'll talk about it, you know. But you can see that he's just not, he's not giving. He's just like, well, my family want me to be good, me to be good. Well, hey, guess what? She's also in that mix as well because you're not white. So don't you think that she's going to have some family members that are also going to be like, uh-uh-uh. So I think this was an opportunity for Kenneth to be like, so what are we going to do? How are we going to resolve this? But of course, it's just like, me, 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 me. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because it's his first rodeo. So maybe he's just kind of like taking aback with the whole thing. Like, oh, it was all fun and games. But now that AD pointed it out, it's like, okay, now I have to actually 
take this seriously like okay it's really a problem in the sense that oh i haven't did it you know after my race before what do i need to do and things like that but i don't know why he's not being open about it but we can see it as a viewer like have these conversations then don't just say my family my family do you yourself have reservations because all he was just saying is that well you know there's important conversations to make and my family my family my family but not really saying a lot but not saying a lot and poor britney is trying to give all the reassurances that she can but you can only do so much right now they go the next day you know they have these discussions that they do so they go on this discussion we see some clips all looking good and stuff but then they're seated on the boat and you know just kind of looking at the scenery and things like that and britney is like actively trying to be touchy-feely with her fiance right touches this guy on the lap he's not even like holding her as well he's just acting up you can see there's that shift like he's talking to a stranger like he's seeing by a stranger you would even know that this is his fiance someone that the night before we saw him going over and beyond bringing her slides when she was at the beach doing all these things it's just like that shift and i just felt so bad for her because she's not she doesn't know what the problem is she doesn't want it to be a fight so she doesn't know the right approach to go about it right because she's trying to look at it like okay what do i do what do i do you know anyway she's all touchy touchy feely with him he's just like mm. You know, he's not, he's not reciprocating. And then she brings it up and she's like, um, I'm very like physical, touchy-feely kind of person. Do you think you are? And then he's like, oh yeah, I am. Like, oh, very touchy-feely. In fact, like you're going to know that I like you because I'm not touchy-feely. That's bad because guess what? You're not touchy-feely towards her. And then she brings it up. She's like, really? Because I feel like you're trying to be like a respectful guy and things like that. And so she's not really seeing the touchy-feely part of him. And he's like, well, I am, I am. You say you are, right? Now, you guys are Susie Ed, right? And then she comes really close to him. And he's still, like, holding the bowl of whatever he had in the bowl. And, dude, this is the time for you to drop that bowl and, like, hold her hands and be like, look, I like him. She's asking for assurance. What does this guy do? He just holds the bowl and even, like, holds him more, like, <laughs> tightly towards him. Like, she's about to eat him up. She's, like, scared and holding the bowl. And then he lays down. She tries to lay down beside him. She tries to put his arms around her. He's still like, his hands are just lagging there. She's trying to put her arms around him. He's just like, oh, sorry, put her, his hands around her. He's just like, you know, putting his arms out there. And then you can see at the point when he's, his hands are like this, right? She brings out her own fingers to try and do this whole bouncy thing that you do, like when you're playing. His hands are like this, right? And then she's trying to like bounce it off. He's supposed to have done something like, you know, his hands were just like this is the point for you to now be touchy-feely right he doesn't do it how do you think it's gonna make her feel because you guys just had the conversation and you literally just told her like if i'm if i like you i'm gonna be all touchy-feely then do it then it's just you could see it, like her heart just sunk her face was just like it was like trying to pull teeth having conversation with kenneth like he was just i just felt so bad for her like i this is why you don't even like say goals too quickly because everyone the other couples were like oh my god this girl these guys are so good he's so nice he's so attentive well that was just a one-day charm because this is his real self because it's either he doesn't like her or he's worried then have those conversations you're a freaking principal have the communication then but anyway now i'm just gonna skip over because really we don't see any interaction between kenneth and britney till they come back to north carolina so we know now the the honeymoon has ended good we're going back to north carolina now this is in the sense of britney and kenneth right what happens when they get to north carolina they get to this house that everyone has to share you know 
I think they give all of them identical houses, so like in a complex identical houses. So now they have to live together. And now at this point, he's like excited that he's gotten his phone back. Like, oh, my phone, my phone, my phone. That's okay. Be excited about that. Yeah, you had like five days without your phone. Like, calm down. And I get it. You have to call your parents. You have to let them when you're engaged and things like that. So you can see he's like on his phone. And then she's like, oh, well, I think we just unpack now. It's like, yeah, fine. No worries. She starts unpacking things. She actively starts unpacking his things because she was thinking, oh, we'll unpack together, which is like the sensible thing to do, right? What does he do? He's like, look, I have like this work email. You know, I have a presentation. I need to be sure that my school is still fine. All those things are okay. But then you're doing it, right? And then she's like, are you going to unpack with me? You're like, yeah, sure. I'm almost done. And guess what? She's still unpacking everything. And oh, I forgot to even add. When we see them at first, when they're like, they get into the house, she's like, um, am I going to cook tonight? Are we going to cook tonight? Or are we going to order something to eat? And he's like, oh, you're going to cook. And then she's like, really? I'm going to cook tonight? Like, really? And you could see she was like saying it in a joking way, but not really in a joking way because she's expecting you to be like, you know what, babe, let's order food. But he's like, no, 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 you're going to cook. No problem. And then she's now unpacking everything. She's asking you, hey, are you going to unpack with me? Like, yeah, yeah, I just need to send this work email. I just need to send this work email. And then you're like on your phone all through. And then he's done with this work email after like, I don't even know how many minutes because she goes to the bathroom at the point and she's staring at him. You can see the sadness in her. She doesn't know. It's like she wants to argue, but she's just like, I don't want to argue. Like, you know, just try and be more communicative. Maybe he will understand. And then he's done with this email. And what does this guy do? Oh, wait, I'm going to go downstairs what what do you mean you're gonna go out you're gonna go downstairs like you guys literally <laughs> you just let her unpack everything you haven't done anything she's unpacking for you at a point she's even asking him oh do you want the left or the the right jar set and he's just like doesn't even answer her and then when he's done with his emails or whatever the hell he was doing with his phone he's like i'm going I'm, I'm gonna go downstairs now and then guess what we see him downstairs too with his phone he's not acknowledging her like oh my god babe you 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 unpacked everything oh my god thank you so much nothing oh i'm so mad like I, I am so i am so mad and i just feel like this is the problem if you know you're not ready for the responsibility don't come on a show like this just don't because you rob people who are actually ready of their experience and that's exactly what he's doing to britney right now but that's all for britney and kenneth all right, so let's talk about our next couple, Clay and AD. Um, we see them, they're driving. You know, Clay's asking for red light kisses. It's all nice. It's when they have like their discussions that they do at their honeymoon. And then we see them, they're all seated and eating. And at this point, Clay's like a proper guy. And he's just eating everything on the plate. And AD's just like, you can tell at that point, she's just like irritated. Not because of him, just like, he's such a guy. Well, he's done eating. He's like happy. He's really enjoying the food. Everything is fine. And next thing, he's just switches and literally even me watching i was like what just happened like he just goes blank like he's just thinking he just switches and he's just thinking so she's like what are you thinking about what's wrong and then he's like nothing i'm just thinking and she's like what's the problem and then he says i don't want to let you down and then she's like what do you mean by you don't want to let me down and then he's like well you know i know you want and this is where my question because this is not the first time i'm hearing this matthew said it in the pod so then Clay said it again here and he's like, well, I don't want to let you down because I know you want this. Like, this is something you want and I don't want to let you down. And so I'm just wrapping my head around it. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking in my head. I'm like, well, what do you want? Like, don't you want the marriage as well? Like, don't you want a wife? You can't just say, oh, this is what the girl wants. So like, I don't want to let the girl down. So because of the girl, I'm going to go through it. What do you want? You came on the show because you wanted to get married, right? So why don't you say, hey, I know this is what we want. 
So we need to figure out how we're going to get to the altar and make it past the altar and live a happy life. But when you say, I know this is what you want, so I'm just trying to, you know, it's just a lot. I'm just thinking, I know this is what you want and I don't want to let you down. I was just like, dude, stop that. All right. And then she's like, well, tell me what your issue is. Like, tell me what the main issue is, like the biggest issue you're having, you know, now that you're thinking about the whole thing. And it's like, well, it's not really like an issue. It's more like, you know, I'm just the whole marriage of it all. The fact that we have to get married in a month, you know, just, I'm just thinking of the magnitude of it. Like this is marriage at the end of the day. So, which is any reasonable person should think about that. But at the same time, I, I think at that point it was like getting real to him. Like, oh, this is not just a holiday. There's supposed to be a marriage at the end of this whole thing. So I think at that point, he's like dunning on him like, okay, okay. And I understand. And I give him the benefit of the doubt for that part. However, this is where you communicate with your partner. It's not just you. She is also dealing with the fact that in three weeks, she has to marry somebody that she literally just met. met. So it's not just you. So guess what? This is the time for you to be like, you know what? How do we get to the altar? Like, look, this thing is scary for me. But how do we get there? Like, is this not scary for you? How are you getting over it? How can I get over it? You know, that's why you become that partnership that you're craving for and then have these conversations. It's no longer a you, 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 you thing. Well, he's just talking about the fact that, you know, I'm just referring to marriage in general. And then he's like, look, I know you, I want you to be my wife. Like, don't get it wrong. Like, you be my wife is not a question. I'm just like battling with the marriage of it all. And then you can see AD is just like, oh my God. And I feel so bad for AD. Like, she just didn't get any good pick. Well, at this point, you know, he's like, you know, it's just a marriage of it all. It's just a marriage of it all. All right. If it's just a marriage of it all, have the conversation between the both of you then. Well, now, I was just going to jump over to the part where we see all the couples have met at the beach. Every couple is there, right? Now, when they're all at the beach, what happens? <laughs> Jeremy comes over to AD because, obviously... He has to have this conversation with AD and he apologizes to AD. Prior to that, Jimmy actually comes and apologizes as well. Because Jimmy's like, look, I'm so sorry. It was all awkward, you know, the whole thing, admiring you and things like that. And she's like, first of all, it wasn't her abs. But I like the fact that she made it like, well, this, I'm not going to make it about my ass. I'll say it's my abs. So she's like, well, I'm happy, you know, that my abs gave you and Chelsea something to talk about. That you guys are able to resolve everything. And he's like, yeah, like, look, thankfully, the, the argument sort of helped us So. She was like, well, I appreciate that my apps could do something good. And then Jeremy comes to talk with AD as well. And, and I think this was the best thing that could have happened to AD because I think Jeremy sort of helped her out in that situation. Because Jeremy's like, look, um, you know, for what I know about Clay, he gets really quiet and it's not because of you. He's just in his own zone. He's just in his own space. So maybe give him that space and then come back and see everything with friends. She was like, oh, that's good because... You know, I'm sure she was kind of referring to what happened that morning because it was obvious that his mind just, you know, shifted. So she's like, oh, okay, that she's been hearing that. that so she's happy that it's not just her. Like, okay, good. So now I think she has a better way that in her brain, how she's going to approach Clay, right? So we get back to North Carolina now. This is for AD and Clay. At this point, they're settling into the house as well. Clay's like excited. He's on the couch. He's like, hey, babe, come. Let's see how it's going to be when we're on the couch. Like, look, all I care about is just you and I being together. Whatever it is that we're doing, I'm chill with it. It's looking really cute, right? It's giving cute. And then he's like, oh, have you spoken to your family? And then she's like, yeah, I spoke to my mom, my niece. I mean, everyone is excited. What about you? And he's like, well, I spoke to everyone as well. Everyone is excited. My dad, however, he's like, whoa, what's going on? But like, He's not worried. He thinks his dad is going to love her. And then, okay. And then he starts talking about his dad. And he's like, you know, his dad is this guy from Guyana. He's Guyanese. So his dad is really swerved with the women. So like, hey, disclaimer, he might flirt with you just so you know. 
and it is like, okay so okay i think now you kind of have an idea of who clay's dad is and now you kind of get an idea of who clay is like you know his family dynamic and i like the fact that he was really open with ad and at this point he starts communicating with ad and i really appreciated the fact that he did that because then he starts talking about you know kind of where his fear of marriage comes from and it's from his dad and unfortunately from the bad representation of black people according to him from what he's seen, even celebrities and black men in his life, he's never seen a black man not cheat on his wife. So he just feels like, how can I not cheat when everybody that I'm looking at is doing it? It's like normal now because his upbringing, unfortunately, his dad was constantly cheating on his mom for the 25 years that they were together. Thankfully, they've divorced. Like, I'm so happy for his mom. But his dad was constantly cheating on his mom. For the entire 25 years to the point that he would even take clay when clay was younger as a decoy so clay would be like his cover and i can just picture him. he's like oh I'm, I'm taking clay to go get ice cream but then he leaves clay downstairs and he's like messing around with the other woman or something like that sort of how he explained it you know like he would even take me to one of his trips like his infidelity things and like he's never told his mom even some of these horrible things to date can you imagine? And so he's like, you know, after the 25 years that they were together and the mom divorced the dad, the dad has never been with one person. He's like, girl, every different time. So what kind of example is, as, as he said for Clay? So I can understand why Clay is like, I want to do this. I want to be the exception, but like, how do I, how do I overcome this? And I'm happy that he's ready to like, let's go to, let's do therapy. Let's talk to people. You know, let's, let's get into this together and overcome it. And I think that was the best time he shined all through like seven episodes of watching Clean. At that point, I was like, damn. He's, he, he, and he said it like, look, I want to do this, but like I'm fighting internal demons because it's like, this is the example that has been set for me. How do I go against this example? And I, I really appreciate the fact that he brought it up. Although I would say, Clay, there are some black men, although we don't know what's going on inside their houses, of course, but the way it's been presented, we have Denzel Washington, we have some men that are like, you know, very good men. We have, um, what's his name, Boris Kojo. We have a lot of good men. You need to be able to see those men and stop looking at PDD and the wild ones. But there are some men that have been, you know, straight up with their women till now, at least that we know of. Because we are watching from the outside. We're not in the relationship with all these people, right? So I think Clay just has a very skewed... <laughs> um, idea of black representation there are some good black men out there they are okay all right so that's all with clay and ad for now so let's talk about jimmy and chelsea now thankfully this episode there wasn't a lot of drama but i think that's because we know that there are going to be future episodes with drama coming up but right now everything feels right feels nice you know jimmy apologized to chelsea about the whole thing that happened the night before how he was kind of i guess inappropriately talking to ad i personally didn't see it that way but Everyone has a different perception, right? And um, Chelsea's like, well, I'm just glad that, you know, you acknowledged it and it's fine. I'm okay. I just want you to kind of validate my feelings when I'm sad. And he said, okay, that'll be done. No worries. You know, they're all, I love you, I love you. I don't know if they love each other, but that's what they say. I don't know if I buy it. If I'm being honest, like me, as if you are watching it, I don't buy this relationship. Or I want to see what happens when Jessica comes into the mix. Then I'll make proper judgment, right? But for now, I don't buy it. So we see them, you know, gushing over each other, stealing kisses. She's talking to Laura and um, AD, talking about how they've been intimate, how everything has been good, receiving and giving, and it's all been nice. And okay, so I'm like, all right, we know there's not a lot of drama now because we know there's going to be drama soon. And I think this is one of the things the producers are doing as well. And then when they go back to the villa, now it's the night before they all go back to North Carolina. 
you know they're like oh what is it been your ups and downs what's your highs and lows and he's like oh my lowest was that i beat my lips when i was eating and she was like really that's your lowest he's like yeah that's my least favorite thing that's happened and then she's like well the favorite thing that's happened for her is the fact that he was extra sweet to her that morning and he's like but i'm always extra sweet she's like well but you were like extra sweet this morning i'm like girl Chelsea is so insecure. I don't know what's going to happen when Jessica comes. Like, oh my God. I just hope that whatever happens, Trevor is there for her. That's all I hope for because I don't want her heartbroken. I just feel like that's what's going to happen. Like the women in the season, like the women in the season, their hearts are so big. And I'm just like, damn, these men are just going to on it. Like, oh, so annoying. And then they talk about how life is going to be in North Carolina. He says he has no concerns whatsoever. And I'm like, dude. You do know you're going to see Jessica, right? Because you were even saying you want to see her soon. You want to see her, right? He said it like the last episode when they were seated before they went to the honeymoon. He's like, well, Jessica said, when I see her, I'm going to choke. So, right, like, I can't wait to see her. So, you're going to see her soon. So, when he says, oh, I have no concern, I'm like, all right, we'll see that. We'll see soon <laughs> if you really have no concern. And then she's like, really, you have no concern at all? And he's like, no, we're good. I have no issues, no concern, no nothing. And that's the last we see of them for this episode. I cannot wait to see what happens in episode 8 or 9 and the rest of it. So for Amy and Journey, this episode, same thing. They're having important conversations. I see them, obviously, Amy's wondering how these important conversations are going to play out. But then, at least, this is why they're my favorite couple, right? I feel like they utilize the pods successfully. They talk about important things. And now, outside the pods, you're trying to see, okay, we haven't had any arguments. We haven't had any major issues. Is that a problem? How are we going to get married and not know how to resolve issues? But I think they are going to be fine because I see the way they communicate. They talk about things serious and then they resolve it and it's, it's fine. So I, I don't, I, I understand that you want to have an argument so that you can see how you can resolve it, but you want to have an argument for argument's sake. And also what does that even say if you have arguments at the beginning of the relationship? Does that mean that relationship will not be sustainable or does that make the relationship sustainable? But I think I might be biased because I actually like them together. I think they're really good at communicating. But in this episode, we get to see where the problems are going to be in the future, right? So at this moment, you know, that's kind of like their major conversation. It's like, we haven't had any problems. How are we going to resolve it? And Johnny's like, we're going to resolve it the way we resolve things. But like, I'm a bit nervous because I want to sort of like know how we're going to resolve it before we get married. And then she's like, don't worry. By the time we get home, we have to live together. I've never lived with somebody. I'm sure the problems will come. So now we see, now they're all having, so when all the couples meet, we see Journey and Laura having conversations. At first I was taken aback with like, why does Laura want to know what's going on with Journey and Amy behind closed doors? Like, why do you want to know what's going on in the intimacy department? But then she asks her, um, him like, hey, what's going on? And things like that. And then he's like, well, you know, personally, I'm good, but. We're taking things slow because she's not on birth control and I don't want to have a kid right now, which is sensible. You shouldn't be having any kid right now because you guys don't even know each other. So it makes a lot of sense. And he's like, you know, preferably for him, he would like to travel and things like that, even before thinking about like kids. But she's not on birth control, so it's a bit like, uh, I don't want to make any mistake and then there's a baby. But I'm like, dude, you know you can use like birth control, right? Doesn't always have to be the girl to use the birth control. So like, why is this even a topic? Uh, I was a bit like, okay, so why are we like putting this on her? And I like the fact that Laura stepped in and said, well, hey, not every girl is on this thing. And that's because hormones and things like that. But he's like, well, every girl that I've been with is always like, I'm on back control, my back control. So it's a bit like shock for him. Like, why aren't you on back control? Like what's going on? 
mm, you know, I don't have any kid at this moment. And then on the other side of the beach, we see Jeremy and Amy having conversations as well, just the same way like Laura and Jeremy were having conversations. And here, you know, Amy tells Jeremy like, look, everything is going well, but like I worry about my dad because my dad, you know, wasn't really in agreement to me coming on the show. He doesn't understand the process, which you can understand. A lot of fathers are going to, and even parents, and even siblings, and even friends are going to be like, um, what do you mean you're going to marry somebody after a month? So I can understand. And according to Amy, her dad is very involved in her life, like extremely involved. And the fact that her dad is, wasn't in agreement with her coming on the show, she doesn't know exactly how he's going to react, but she's hoping for the best, you know, basically just kind of tells that to Jeremy. At that point, I was like, have you spoken about this to your fiance? But then we see when they go back to the villa, she actually brings it up again. And she talks to him about it. You know, she tells him, look, I don't know how my dad is going to be because, look, my dad is very involved in my life. My dad is very, very, you know, and, and she actually explains to him. And I think she communicated it very well. She explained how, you know, she's been very naive and very, you know, I'll say timid in relationships. And people have been able to walk all over her in her past relationships. So her family has had to, like, you know, be there for her. And her parents are very much involved in her life, especially her dad. So this process, her daddy wasn't in agreement with her coming on the show. So he doesn't really understand the process so she knows that uh it's gonna be an uphill battle with her dad but she kind of lays it out to him like i don't think i can go through this if my dad doesn't give me his blessing and at that point journey is trying to like validate her feelings and you know also communicate that hey i understand that you know some parents are not gonna understand because even me i have to explain to my parents and my family as well the process and all of that but like you know and the next when she pulls the whole i don't think i can go through this if my dad doesn't give his blessing you can see journey's face is like oh oh we're in trouble because he knows he has to work extra hard for it but we've seen in past seasons fathers are not in support of the whole thing give their blessings so i'm not really worried about it because johnny is a good guy and i truly believe that he'll be able to win her dad over i truly believe because i like the fact that she said it you know this is the problem we're going to face but i think that johnny will be able to overcome it and i think they'll be good i think well we'll get to see what happens in the next episode right but right now that's what i think so when we get to lauren jeremy guys so many things to unpack in this this is a mess like jeremy was my favorite guy like when i mean favorite guy not like in a couple or whatever just favorite guy i just like his humor and things like that but uh, i just know that jeremy's gonna mess up he's going to mess up already and i can't tell and i'm already upset like jeremy what are you doing i was rooting for you i was really rooting for you like what are you doing right now all right, let's just get right into it. We get into the episode finding out that Jeremy slept on the couch. How can you sleep on the couch? Dude, you haven't even... You're still in your honeymoon phase. Like, what the hell? Well, he sleeps on the couch. He's upset with her. He doesn't say a word to her all through the night, according to Laura. Like, straight up silent treatment. But that morning, they go to the beach, and he's sort of, like, having a conversation about it. And then he's like, look, I messed up. I acknowledge that I messed up. It's things that I did in the past, and I don't want to do things like that. Like, I'm sorry. So Laura sort of explains how it's triggering for her. Like, if this was, like, in the real world, she would have removed herself from that situation because she's had past relationships where the boys, like, have embarrassed her, whether it's jokingly or whatever. She just takes herself out of it. She doesn't want... And she explains to him, like, if this was in the real world, I would have left you. But, like, because of the process and the communication we've had in the pods, I'm going to be more lenient to listen to what you have to say. Now, he apologizes for the silent treatment. Basically, apologize for everything. And she's like, dude, because it was a joke. If I'm telling you something as my partner, I'm joking. I don't expect you to go make a mockery out of it and then embarrass me in the process and then give me silent treatment on top of it. Like, let's communicate as adults, basically. And he apologizes and everything is fine. So then we see when all the couples are hanging out, 
Now, Jeremy goes to talk to AD. He apologizes again for even bringing up the whole thing. And AD is like receptive. She's like, look, it's fine. It's not even a problem. It is what it is. I'm good. So when Jeremy is done talking to AD, he goes to talk to Amy. And this is where I already talked about what Amy told him about Johnny and her dad and the whole of it. But at this point, guys, Jeremy starts talking about Laura. He's talking about how he picked Laura, how, you know, he knew that they'll be able to handle conversations and handle any issues and how they were able to resolve it. And this is why he didn't pick Sarah Ann. At that point, I'm like, why are we talking about Sarah Ann? But then he says, you know, I need to kind of see her to kind of explain why I didn't pick her. Because the reason why I didn't pick her was because, hey, we had conversations about the future. We had good conversations, funny, serious. We couldn't really delve deeply into the serious conversations. We're just really more focused on like the easy breezy conversations, unlike with Laura, where we had all conversations across the board. So he's curious, he wants to see Sarah Ann so he can explain to her because hey, Sarah Ann is gonna be my friend outside of this process. Mind blown. Amy's like, um what? Jeremy, why would you want to be friends with Sarah Ann? I don't understand. Because it's like, well, because, you know, when, when, when I broke up with her, you know, she asked me, hey, what could I have done differently? Is this a job interview where you're like, oh, we're not giving the job because of A, B, and C. So then you have to go email them later after you've already rejected them. To no, 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 no more communication. How can you say, look, this is the reason why, because at the time when she asked me, I did not know why. But hey, now I know why. So you know what? I want to go back after this process and I want to tell her like, hey, the reason why I broke up with you was because the girl I picked, we had conversations about serious things. We had about conversations about how we could resolve problems. And but for you, we're more of the flirty side. We only had, well, we had some serious conversations, but not too serious. What? What do you think Sarah is going to say? She's going to say, then if you want to have serious conversations, let's have it. I don't know if I'm okay with the fact that this cast members, they realize that okay, if I don't like my number one pick, when we see the other people, I can just go with my number two pick. I don't know if I like that because that's what they think can happen because it's happened in the past. And I don't think that's a good thing. If you don't pick your number one pick, go home. You can't just come and say, okay, you know what? I want to pick my number two pick. But at the same time, what if they, they really think their number two is your wife or your husband? Do we deprive them of that relationship just to save the show? Because at the end of the day, the show is to find your husband or your wife in four weeks, right? But I just don't understand how they always have this confidence. Like, oh, I'm not going to pick my number one draft pick. I can pick my number two, right? I can just pick the number two. At that point, you can see Amy's face. Amy's like, oh my God. He's already thinking about Sarah Ann. He really wants to see Sarah Ann. He's curious. And I, if you've looked at the trailer, you already know what's going to happen in the future. I'm just like, Jeremy, what are you doing? Like, come on. Like, what are you doing? Why? Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? But let's just move on. All right. So then we see them back in the villa. Everyone is packing up to leave the DR to go back to North Carolina. And then Jeremy's like, so what are you excited about? She's like, well, I really want to know if you're really as OCD as you say. Jeremy's like, hey, are you ready to come leave you know, with me? Because we already talked about the fact that Jeremy said he had like a five bedroom house, he's renting and looking to like buy a house with his wife. So technically it just makes sense for the girls to move in with him. So now they get to North Carolina, they're unpacking. Jeremy's so nice. You know, he, he's just a guy that knows that the girl needs more space. He's like, look, you can have all this type of closet and I'll just take this small part. She's like, oh, how, what a compromise, how considerate of you. And then they start having conversations about like, what's your biggest like problem? Like what is going to be the biggest issue living together? And then she starts listing everything. If you're going to shave, don't leave your hair on the sink. If you're going to spit out while you're brushing, brush spit directly into the sink. Don't let it splash on the glass. And then he's like, if you're going to 
have plates in the sink make sure it's all done by the night i don't like plates overnight and he, she's like well i think we're gonna be good and he's like you know what i really love laura i love everything about her you know he's excited and she's like just don't leave like a barn animal and everything will be fine i know that it looks good now but we already know what's gonna happen because this dude he's saying he loves her he loves everything about her but then you want to meet sarah like i'm so disappointed in jeremy guys what do you guys think about this episode what do you think we're going to see in episode eight what do you feel about the couples have your opinions changed from the last you know one to six episodes to this episode my feelings have changed dramatically like the people that i thought were not going to have any drama are the ones that are having all the drama and i really thought that i was going to have a clear and ad drama but i don't think there's going to be so much there I didn't think that I was going to see so much drama with Britney and Kenneth. Definitely not with Amy and Journey. But it's looking like it's going to be crazy, guys. Let me know what you think in the comment section. Please like and subscribe and share this video, guys. If you want to see my other videos, they're on the list. Just go look at it. I love you guys. Thank you so much. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much. You can listen to me on my podcast on the go. You can watch me here on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe. And we'll talk soon. Bye.